Greetings, this is Atma Bodha. Today is December 22nd, 2021. Time is 12.37 p.m. The title of today's podcast is Purity is Real. Here is proof. I wrote this earlier this morning, and I will begin. It is ironic that people have denied the concept of purity existing. That is how corrupt this modern age has become. You have parents of children that still claim that purity doesn't exist. How can it be possible to look into the eyes of an innocent baby and not see the purity of soul that exists there? Furthermore, biological reality is but a shadow of the amazingness that exists on the higher realms. But even in biological reality, you can find purity in the elements. Everyone knows that a 24 karat gold is more pure and valuable than 18 karat gold. So obviously purity does exist in the biological realm. When you go underwater, you don't want a tank full of impure oxygen. No, you want pure oxygen. So why would spirituality be any different? Of course, there are levels of consciousness that approach and even reach a place of highest purity. Apparently, many people are threatened by the idea of purity existing. Because if purity doesn't exist, then that can justify their impure existence. Because they do not discern the subtleties of life, they choose to lump all truths as equal and exalt subjective reality as being truth while denying the existence of a higher truth. By doing this is no different than saying all minds are equal when clearly many minds are deluded and stupid. They might argue that it is unkind to recognize that some minds are in fact unintelligent. No, what is unkind is to claim that intelligence doesn't exist. What is unkind is to claim that the purity doesn't exist. By denying these ideals, you attempt to condemn everyone into a mindless and mediocre existence, punctuated by tyranny and oppression. We are all more We are more than our minds. We are more than our bodies. We are more than everything that we can perceive. It is not possible to perceive something that doesn't already exist within you. That is how great and magnificent you are. We should honor ourselves and aspire to the purest place of consciousness, whereby we can experience the best 
the crescendoing culmination of individuality. If you can imagine the most awesome, excellent, powerful, genius, creative, beautiful, and graceful thing that you can imagine, and then multiply that by a million, then you still have not discovered the extent of how mind-blowingly amazing this is. It is alive. It is fully conscious, and you can have it empowering you personally in your daily life. The ultimate best is the place of highest purity. To deny this purity is to deny yourself the ultimate reality. The greatest unending rapturous orgasmic ecstasy. This is what awaits you. So I wrote that as a response to some chatting that was happening online in a Reddit chat room. There are people that unironically believe that purity doesn't exist, that if you arrive at the most enlightened place that somehow everything dissolves into a vanilla oneness, I guess, whereby nothing is pure and everything is what equally corrupt, equally blended together in the time space cosmic soup, I guess, is what they're trying to say. And what's ironic about that is that is such a disempowering belief to have. And let me just elaborate on that in a bit. But basically, actually, I'll elaborate on that right now. If you do not have an ideal to strive for, then what is happening to you in your life? You become stagnant. You become something that doesn't have any purpose. You become purposeless. You drift in the cosmic wind. Life lacks a deeper meaning. In fact, when you don't even recognize that purity exists, you're creating for yourself a reality whereby meaninglessness is the meaning, that having no meaning is the meaning of life. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, a lot of people believe that, and that's what makes diversity of life so great but how that is disempowering it means that by being just a member of the cosmic soup you cannot distinguish yourself you cannot have an independent goal and strive to attain some level of success i mean it's become so bad now that many in the quote, spiritual, unquote, community, which I don't believe is actually spiritual at all, actually. They, I don't believe they even understand what spirituality is. But they've even claimed that success itself is a bad thing. They say, oh, you shouldn't be striving for success. If you, you should just be striving to be a healer. But what they don't understand, which is really, it's really strange to me. It's like they want to be a healer, but they don't want to be a success, how about being a successful healer? I mean, how about combining the concept of success with whatever it is 
that calls to you, that you feel drawn to, that you feel is your purpose in life. If you are called to be a healer, try to be the best healer that you can be. It's like by saying that purity doesn't exist, that's like saying the best doesn't exist. So what does that mean? Everybody is equal. If somebody's a healer, one person, every healer is the same. No, of course not. In real life, you have doctors and unfortunately not every doctor is to the highest excellent standards, right? You've got some doctors that are better than others. You've got some writers that are better than others. In the diversity of life, there is something that's better than others. And I guess the people who want to perpetuate this philosophy, I guess they don't have a very high self-esteem. Maybe they just don't think that they are uh, good enough. Maybe they don't think that they can compete with people on the highest level. And so because of that, they try to create or their ego tries to create a, I don't even like to use the word ego. Let's just say their false self likes to create some kind of illusion whereby it makes their mediocrity seem okay. That it makes it okay to just sit around and smoke pot and play video games all day because purity doesn't exist, man. It's all just all one in the cosmic oneness. I guess that's what they're they're coming from. I mean, that's kind of like a pothead psychedelic uh, perspective, I suppose. But that's one disadvantage about taking drugs and why I don't advocate for anyone to take psychedelics. I mean, yes, it's possible to have experiences through psychedelics. I don't deny that. But there are side effects and there's nothing that psychedelics can give you that you cannot also attain naturally. What psychedelics does do is it weakens your will. So in weakening your will, yes, maybe it opens up additional doors in your perception that you were not aware of at this time. But in so doing, it acts actually making it so that it's harder for you to be an individual. It's like breaking down these walls of consciousness whereby you are more difficult to read it's more difficult to retain your individuality let's put it that way because will is a very important part of survival in the biological world you need to have the will to live you need to have the will to be successful you know if you just want to be a very passive person which is what having a lack of willpower does when you have a lack of willpower what does that make you? That makes you lazy, more or less. It makes you not have ambition, more or less. It just makes you complacent with the status quo and doesn't inspire you to give you that push that's going to take you to greater heights of success. And when we talk about success, it doesn't always have to be material success. I mean, yes, in today's society, we measure success by how much money that you've made and certainly that's a part of it if you become so successful that you become famous it's kind of hard not to make money when everybody knows your name and everybody can recognize you we can't deny that but ultimately if you strive to just be the best at whatever it is that you want to be that's going to make you a success you don't have to focus on the material aspects of it. In fact, in many professions, 
by not focusing on the material aspects of it is what gives you the success. If you want to be a talented chef, you don't focus on how much money you can make because what happens if you do that? Well, then you're cheapening the ingredients. Maybe you're using artificial ingredients. You're looking for shortcuts. You're looking at how the quantity of food that you're producing as opposed to the quality of food because you're trying to make more sales as opposed to less sales. And so you're falling into this trap of mediocrity and lowering your standards whereby, and, and that is not going to, you know, gener- that's not going to bring you to the highest heights of success. Why? Because when people eat food, they want the best tasting, best quality food possible. And that means good quality ingredients. That means not taking the shortcuts. That means doing the extra mile and putting the, the interests of your customers first and wanting to make them happy, not necessarily your bank. And that is a huge difference. Service is a secret of success. Every major successful person in the past has gotten successful by providing a good service and making people happy. And that's what everything is about in the end is about service. And even on the highest levels of the cosmic hierarchy and the masters, the true masters that have the most power, whether they're living or in the past, they're motivated not by an internal sense of selfishness, but actually they're motivated by a selflessness in wanting to empower people, to inspire people, to awaken their hearts and putting that as number one. And that's hard to fake. You can't fake that. If you really care about humanity and helping as many people as possible, that's going to shine through. So when people accuse me of saying, oh, you, you must just have a big ego. You're not really enlightened. How can you be experiencing bliss and love all the time? You just must be deluded. Maybe you're crazy. Maybe you should seek mental help. Yes, you get those kind of naysayers. And if I actually took their negative perspective to heart, then I would not be producing these daily podcasts. But the irony is that if you are truly enlightened, if you're really feeling inspiration and bliss all the time and you have no fear in your life, you've got no doubt, you have no anxiety, you've got no desires. I mean, you can't fake that, number one. And of course, if you're in a state of bliss all the time and then someone says, well, you're not really in a state of bliss. It's like, what, are you going to believe your ears or are you going to believe what you actually feel? And that's a huge difference right there. So I don't mind these naysayers. In fact, when I make bold statements, I expect to be challenged. And a difference between someone like me and someone who is a poser is that a poser is going to want people to believe them. And I'm not so interested in people believing me. I'm not looking for followers. I'm looking to be challenged. That's what I want. Because I know that when I'm challenged, I become stronger. And that's more fun to me. I enjoy that kind of confrontation. You know, so that that kind of makes me a bit of a troll in a way. I admit to that. Because I can see where people are going wrong. 
I can see when people are deluded. And sometimes it's kind of fun to just, you know, poke fun at them a little bit and uh, reveal the limits of their perceptions so that they can become more and break free from that. But anyway, I just want to, before I run out of time here, I did write something else this morning that I wanted to share. And that is about um, toxic positivity because some people are claiming that toxic positivity exists. So here, here's here's what I wrote about that. Only toxicity believes in toxic positivity. Nobody needs to say toxic negativity. Why? Because every, everyone knows negativity is toxic. So those who are so deluded by negativity are trying to infect the very existence of its antithesis. It is hilarious that people unironically believe that positivity is toxic. This belief is so harmful for them that they literally remove all hope of success or happiness by clinging to this delusion. They argue that positive people have no empathy or they are victim-blaming people who are suffering by shaming them to think they are wrong to suffer. I know of no one who does this. Toxic positivity is a myth. Positivity is an ideal to strive for. And nobody is saying that if you are having a bad day, that means you are a bad person. It is expected that there will be challenges to overcome. But to say that a positive person is toxic means that you are the one lacking empathy, not the positive person. They say that misery loves company. But that doesn't mean that others who refuse to be miserable with you are the toxic ones. But rather, it is you who are trying to infect your toxicity onto them. So again, this comes back to purity. Purity is real. And what does that mean, real? Real means it is not temporary. Unlike biological reality, which can be argued that it's an illusion because it is transitory in its nature. It's not lasting for an eternity, whereas purity in its highest form is immortal. And toxicity in all of its forms is not. Negativity and toxicity are characteristics of the biological realm, but at the highest level, it is positivity that rules. Why? Because truth is inherently positive. And the more positive you are, the more closer to truth you can become. And that is the ideal, to be in that state of bliss and love all the time. And that is an amazing and positive experience. And it's not something that's toxic. It is the opposite of being toxic. And that's what I want everyone to be able to experience. This is Atma Boda signing off and you have a fantastic day and we will talk tomorrow.